Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for the Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Dr. Irving Lasso. Twice nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, Dr. Laszlo is the author, co-author, and editor of more than 100 books that has been translated into over 20 languages. He has contributed hundreds of papers and articles in scientific journals and magazines. Dr. Laszlo is the longtime editor of the acclaimed international periodical World Futures, the Journal of General Evolution. He is the founder of two international think tanks, Club of Budapest and General Evolution Research Group. Dr. Laszlo is also the founder and director of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, a global think tank dedicated to exploring and expanding the frontiers of science and consciousness. Dr. Laszlo is joining us from Italy this morning. We will be having a conversation about his remarkable life's journey and his latest book, Reconnecting to the Source, The New Science of Spiritual Experience, How It Can Change You and How It Can Transform the World. Good morning, Dr. Laszlo. Oh, actually, since you are in Italy, good afternoon, sir. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing today, sir? Okay, fine. Good to talk with you, Johnny. Do call me and talk just like that. Irvin, okay, yes, sir. Thank you very much. It is a pleasure and honor to have you on the air with me. Reconnecting the Source is an amazing book. It is very informative and insightful. Congratulations on its release this month. Yes, it, a lot of work has gone into this. I have a lot of partners in it who have contributed their experience, over 20 people, eminent people, who have contributed mm-hmm. some fantastic accounts of their firsthand spiritual experiences and their thoughts. So I, I'm very, ha- very happy to have this book finally here in the bookstores. They give fingers to it. Fantastic, <laughs> sir. Respectfully, this is a respectful question, sir. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Can you walk us through your life from childhood to the present moment, sir? Because you have accomplished so much in your life and have seen the world, and we are very excited to kind of get snippets of your life. Well, Johnny, you know, this is a long, long, long journey, and uh, it has been very varied and, and very colorful. I've started mm-hmm. life as, as a concert pianist, as a child concert pianist, a child prodigy in the city of Budapest, where I was born in Hungary. And then at the age of, of nine, I started giving, playing on concerts and traveling the world, and I got a prize in this in, in international music competition mm-hmm. in Geneva. Went on to Paris, then went on to New York, gave a concert in New York City, and which was hailed by the critics. Uh, and I, then I stayed in the United States from then on. I got a U.S. citizenship by an act of Congress, uh, promoted or supported by mm-hmm. Senator Pepper Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I stayed, became an academic, and taught at various universities, including Yale, the, the uh, New York State University and Evanston, the Northwestern University, and Houston and others. And then, uh, well, 
then I traveled a lot around the world and became involved with the United Na- United Nations. Mm-hmm. First, I was uh, uh, joining the Institutes for Training and Research as the director of of research programs. And then at the request of the Secretary General, I stayed on. I was meant to be there only four years, and I stayed on finally seven years. Then I, instead of going back to the academic world, to the safe contours of a, of a retreat and, and the campus someplace, but I, I went, left, stayed, uh, stayed independent, freelance, and went to mm-hmm. my old cottage or my old farmhouse in Tuscany. I stayed there for a year to catch up a little bit in what's happening in my field and developing contacts. Now, even then, in those days, still, already they could create contacts via the internet and create whole research projects. So, what I planned to be one year turned out to be all this time from. <laughs> late 1980s to the present time, mm-hmm. a long year, and I'm here in Tuscany and working out of here and traveling from here, but I'm doing a lot of work, as we are doing now, through the Internet. Fantastic. Truly, truly fantastic. So you epitomize <clears throat> the concept of life is a buffet line, and you can go back, taste all the foods. If you like it, go back for seconds and thirds. But when did your spiritual journey begin, sir? Well, I think it began as a child when I mm-hmm. was playing the piano in concerts, mm-hmm. in playing to the public, or playing with an orchestra, or playing with a small group of, of chamber musicians, mm-hmm. and feeling the music come forth, the music of great masters, and that's an experience that's so remarkable that it's only those who have had, had this experience can mm-hmm. know it. Because you can have it also by, by entering the great music as a listener. But there is mm-hmm. nothing like actually participating in it. Yes. So this was such an unusual out-of-body experience practically that I decided that it can't be by chance. There must be something deeper behind it. And I started reading and attending lectures in New York, in Germany, and Italy, and many places, and and started writing, writing up my thoughts, which is quite another story. But that those those notes <laughs> came up, came published, came to be published more or less by accident. But then it launched me on another career. So, but and my mm-hmm. experience, and to answer your question, has started with my musical experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. led direct to my work, to my change of life mm-hmm. from a musician mm-hmm. to a philosopher. So when you look back in life, a lot of times when we were born, somebody would to tell you, oh, you're destined to do this, 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 this. Yeah, correct. I see what you're talking about. But that's kind of difficult, right? So, But in our case, I guess respectfully, like say we all have mileage now. <laughs> <laughs> so when we look back yeah. in life, do you ever see like, oh my God, I mean, this is amazing. These are the things that it's just, whether it's finally by design or it's a natural you, as you talk about in the book, which is kind of interesting. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But the concept of this is meant to be. Every experience that I went through, good, bad, or ugly, is meant to be. Somehow, 
all these things that are happening to me were mm-hmm. not planned, not right. foreseen even. I just allowed them to happen. You know, as, as mm-hmm. a child, even until the age of maybe 20, 21 years, mm-hmm. nobody would have thought it. And not even me until the very last couple of years mm-hmm. would have thought it. I will be a concert pianist, that I will be a musician mm-hmm. all my life, that I was destined <laughs> to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in fact, uh, when I switched over to the academic world and to uh, started uh, doing research and writing, many yeah. people who knew at that time as a musician had difficulty believing that I'm serious. <laughs> kept saying, well, it's probably just a hobby of a musician, you know, it's fine for right. him to have a hobby, but, but he right. is a pianist, and that's what he is. So, uh, you know, I was destined, if I was destined to be something, I was destined to, to keep moving, to shifting mm-hmm. the life of a concert pianist to the life of an academic, to mm-hmm. the life of a United Nations official, mm-hmm. and to the, and then finally, an activist, which I, how could I describe myself today? I'm, I'm a <laughs> activist. Trying to, trying to provide some useful information for the world and to help help along the change and the transformation mm-hmm. that we need today. Very, very interesting, sir. What I gather from the book and from you, sir, this is the first time me knowing of you. What's interesting is that we all have special qualities that we are put forth to share with everyone else, and every one of us hold pieces of this little mosaic, this little puzzle. And what you have done with this beautiful book is to give us that beautiful picture of what it is all about. So let's talk about what is the source. Well, you know, in every book of mine, I try to make sense so that you don't have to say, okay, first I have to read that before I can understand this, you know. And I'd like to hold, make that hold also for every sentence so that every Mm -hmm. sentence makes sense. So I try to encapsulate, in a way, Mm -hmm. my view of the world, what I think is meaningful what I think is important, no matter what the specific topic is. Mm-hmm. The topic of this particular book is spirituality as an experience reality, mm-hmm. as a spiritual experience, which I believe we all have, even when some of us suppress it for most of our, of our life, but actually it's a spontaneous experience, a deeper experience, something very meaningful which occasionally is so strong that it changes our life, changes our thinking. Mm-hmm. So I think this is what I was setting out to do, and I tried to show how modern science allows this possibility, that we can have experiences that are coming to us directly from the source, that means from the information on which the world is based. Because today we can say with the new quantum sciences, and the world is not just matter. It's not really matter and energy. The, matter, the world is information, or more exactly, right. you could say, informed energy. I think this is, this is so basic to the new concept. If we think of that this is the case, we ourselves are highly evolved, I mean, compared to, uh, to most other things around us, highly evolved clusters and sets of information of quantum waves co- cohering together and making a whole. And this whole survives, and this whole has a terrific, fantastic quality of being able to perceive 
the world around us, and then to move on to that higher level of consciousness, which means that we can even understand and perceive our perceptions. We not only know what we know that we know. And this mm-hmm. is, is uh, such a fantastic accomplishment or, or, or it's a gift, perhaps, that we have to take seriously and we make the most of it. We need to make the most of it during our lifetime. And that's what I'm trying to do. Do you think, sir, that now, today's world, this reconnecting to the source is so relevant because the entire global energy, in a way, has shifted to whereby it's, like you say, the timing is right for this, quote-unquote, information era. Yeah, it is, the time is right because we have had many, many choices recently, choosing our way. And we have not always chosen the happy way, the good way. Mm-hmm. We have created situations here on this planet which lead to extreme high levels of tension in the economy, in society, in the ecology, in the political sphere. Luckily, we don't anymore have hot wars at the large scale, even though there are many small wars. But we have a serious problem with the environment. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have or hopefully it will be soon behind us, a serious health problem, an epidemic. Mm-hmm. And these are all signs and indications that we are no longer on the right track. We are no longer connected. Connected mm-hmm. with the source of all things, the source of information, the guidance that makes the world what it is. Because truly, you know, that's the great breakthrough, I think, in contemporary science, which is not really recognized in the mainstream schools that the world is not just one thing after another. This is not a random happenstance world. Mm-hmm. It's a world which seems to be oriented towards something. When this orientation, of course, the religious people identify it with a higher consciousness, with, with a greater mm-hmm. spirit, a God or divinity. In science, we have to recognize it. This world is not a random world, not purely by chance that it is what it is. So that there is something which moves it beyond chance. There is something mm-hmm. that operates in this world. In the purely or more simplest scientific context, you can identify this something as an attractor. An attractor is some dynamic tendency in, a, in, a, in an evolving system, which tends to move that system into a certain kind of states. This attractor is what pulls the nucleus, the electron and the neutron together into the nucleus of the atom. It's what moves atoms together into molecules, molecules into cells, cells into organisms, entire ecologies and biospheres, moves planets into solar, in solar system, well, and so on. So this world is a highly dynamic and oriented world, and this mm-hmm. orientation toward integration, toward uh, consistency, towards coherence, toward oneness, this same orientation is in us. We can find mm-hmm. it in us. And when we do find it, that's what it's called in a, in a popular way. Then what mm-hmm. we have is a, is a spiritual experience. But it's a real experience. It's something that comes to the deepest regions of our consciousness. That's wonderful. Basically, you are telling us your book, truly exemplify the connection between quantum science and spiritual experiences because 
the way you put it in the sense that if we think of everything as energy and how it connects and in the information and let me clarify here because when we talk information is like information no it's not it's i and dash formation because it gets together it has boundaries it has skin for lack of a better term and it forms an object exactly you know you might think that this is just sort of a metaphor actually mm-hmm. it's a very serious concept coming from from quantum physics the mm-hmm. author of this particular concept is the great physicist David Bohm, who said that the manifest world is just the uh, surface of, of reality. It's what he called mm-hmm. the explicit, the unfolding order. And the real deep world, the world which is, holds all the information, and it informs the explicit world. This is the mm-hmm. implicate world, this deep one. So he would say the implicate or enfolded, together folded order is something which acts on and forms and therefore informs the surface world, the world that we actually see behind us, in front of us, and all around us. So information is not just a metaphor, not just a plaything. It has a very deep meaning coming from the new disciplines of the quantum sciences. Mm-hmm. And I'm using it to substitute, in a way, or not even substitute, to complement, I would say, to complement the the mainstream, traditional, classical concept of a, of an intelligence that's above the world. Mm-hmm. This information is not above the world; it comes from a deeper level of the world. So it's not a kind of a esoteric super consciousness of some kind, but it's a deepest motivation that is in the universe that makes the universe what it is. Einstein said this, this intelligence must be there. He said anybody who takes seriously the laws of nature must come to the conclusion that there is a higher intelligence behind the universe, much higher than our own self. All the great, great scientists, Schrodinger, Max Planck, talked mm-hmm. about the kind of an intelligence that is there behind the way the universe is informed. So mm-hmm. I think this is very important. This is not a chance universe. It's a, cha- it's a universe that is oriented toward integration, toward wholeness. And then we feel that wholeness. When we feel the pull of this, the, the tropism, I call it the holotropism, the tro- tropism, the, the pull, the inclination toward oneness, mm-hmm. then it's feel belonging. And mm-hmm. it is what the young people say today, is the feeling of unconditional love. It's not love for something or against or in exchange of something. It's love right. for for the world, for the, for what we see, and the feel that we are part of that. We are all together. So this is, I think, a very key element that for thousands of years, spiritual people mm-hmm. and great religious re- leaders have been looking for and naming it by different words, the Tao, you know, the divine will, or teaching of of the Buddha or whatever. All of these are attempts to look at what is behind the evolution, the development, the existence of the world. There is something behind it. And to find this, I think, is to find and find, yes, there is something, there must be something. And that something informs the world 
and it informs every cell in our body, and it's mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm. So the spiritual experience for me is to find this in us. Very, very interesting. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on <laughs> Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, and Google Play. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Dr. Irving Laszlo. Nominated twice for the Nobel Peace Prize, Dr. Laszlo is the author, co-author, and editor of more than 100 books that has been translated into over 20 languages. He has contributed hundreds of papers and articles in scientific journals and magazines. Dr. Laszlo is the founder of two international think tanks, Club of Budapest and General Evolution Research Group. He is also the founder and director of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, a global think tank dedicated to exploring and expanding the frontiers of science and consciousness. We're having a conversation about his remarkable life's journey and his latest book, Reconnecting to the Source, The New Science of Spiritual Experience, How It Can Change You and How It Can Transform the World. Erwin, what essential lessons would you like for the readers to gain from reading Reconnecting to the Source? Well, to recognize that there is guidance. We are not at sea in an anchorless boat. Mm-hmm. But this guidance doesn't come from above and doesn't come from outside. It comes from inside and from below. It comes from us. Because we are no longer thinking of ourselves as being separate from the world. Mm-hmm. What is in us is what is in the world. This attractor, this impulse, this cosmic impulse that I've been talking about is very mm-hmm. deeply rooted in our own psyche in our own mind. So my thought is, if you look for guidance, look for the GPS, how to get beyond the crisis, the problems uh, of the contemporary situation, then look to yourself. Look, find that universal spark, which is in you, which is in the nucleus of the atom and in the galaxy in which we live. And this is to to reach this, you have to allow to go into yourself, to have an experience what has been described as a spiritual experience, an experience that is a sudden involvement, sudden enlightenment. Sometimes it comes slowly, sometimes it's very sudden. But it's an enlightenment that comes to us as this is how things really are. And this is how I can be. And the crux of this enlightenment is that I am not separate. I am part of it. I am one with the world. And when I experience love, I experience the attraction that there is between all things, the law of universal attraction. These are what has been known in 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 the the tradition also as the Akashic experience, Mm -hmm. finding oneself part of an Akashic field where all things are connected. In the real world now that we know from new physics, all things are connected and that we are that part of this network of connection. So I would say, go find this network in you, obey it, go with it, and then you can be part of a positive part of an evolving world. Very, very interesting. Is this something attainable by everyone? Yes, absolutely. I think we all have these experiences. We are suppressing them. 
we sometimes think in terms of the of the very materialist and, and physicalist old-fashioned way of thinking the whole world is only bits of pieces of matter moving about and competing with one another i mean that the whole thing is a chance universe formed and uh, only by by power and money and, and domination but this is experience can surface if we allow it it is part of it children have it you don't have to tell children what this is they know it they'll say of course of course and we have typically sensitive people if i'm sure like you and your listeners if you mm-hmm. go into ourselves for a moment we would say aha it's the aha experience we do experience our connection or oneness a higher level of integration with the world. And my message is, allow this message to come. Allow this impulse to come into your consciousness and guide your steps. Because we need to enter on a different path. The old path is leading to door, leading toward breakdown. And I think we are already changing it. It's already knowing that this tremendous challenge that we face in the health field, in the economy, mm-hmm. in the ecology, that all of these show us there is a crisis, and the crisis opens the way to something else. That something else is not dictated to us. That something else is something that you find in yourself. Allow this to come. If you want to look up on it, in my book I show that science fully backs this idea. It's not just a metaphysics. Mm-hmm. It's physics, actually. So I think we are the key. We are the key to our future. And let it be a good key, and let's open a, a bright future for ourselves. Respectfully, too, this is interesting because if we look back at decades, I mean, there are more educated people per se now than ever. Technology has brought us together to whereby everything is available on the internet, and we can connect with one another very easily. So the information is out there, and for lack of a better term, if we think of ourselves as a radio, our dial, every time when we turn that dial slightly, we will pick up the frequency, whatever frequency that we can pick up. Indeed, that's a very, very good metaphor. It's a good way of thinking. Because sure, there is a lot more information out there than we can pick up with our mind, with our brain, because our brain is very limited. It's a filter. Let's Mm -hmm. make this filter as wide and broad and deep as possible to let more information in. Depends on how we tune it, how we tune our heart and our brain to to achieve, to reach information, to perceive what there is going on, who we are and what the world is around us. Yes, indeed. Let's tune ourselves to the universe. Let's be increasingly feeling our oneness to it. Then we won't destroy our world. Then we don't create conflict. We won't, we won't be negative. Because this universe is one that is moving toward higher levels of coherence. Coherence means being finely tuned to each other and to nature. So let's enjoy that. Through each other, through nature, we can be, as Gandhi said, the world, the change that we want to see. Fantastic. Where can someone go to get more information about you and keep up with your latest happenings? Well, ervinlaslo.com. Or the LaszloInstitute.com, these are all sites that you can look at. And uh, you can also uh, order my book, which has a lot of biographical information in it as well. Mm-hmm. It is 
available on the Amazon and wherever books are sold in, in bookstores uh, as of the 24th of March, where it will be available worldwide, also as an audio book. So there are many ways that you can get information. I'm very happy that you do. And through you, perhaps we can also respond to some questions and carry forward the dialogue. Fantastic. What is next for you, sir? Well, I'm launching this book. Then I'm going to launch, if I just may say in a couple of words, a new internet platform. I mean, not I'm launching it. I'm part of the team that launches it. Mm-hmm. I'm the head of what is known the Advisory Council, the Wisdom Council, of mm-hmm. a new internet platform, which is called People Together. It will be mm-hmm. like Facebook difference. People who join mm-hmm. it, who come into it, come together with the understanding that they each and feel themselves part of each other and part of the world. So they each feel that loyalty, that solidarity that only goes with a sustainable world. So this it will be also a very major undertaking. Then I'm doing a lot of, a lot of traveling, a lot of talking, mostly through the internet, and also mm-hmm. writing a new the new concept of the Akashic field, how the mm-hmm. quantum science bear out this ancient concept. So I have a lot of things in mind for me. Fantastic. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? A recipe for living is the recipe for thinking, for feeling, and for being one. If you think like you are one, if you feel that you belong, you won't live in a way that is destructive. It's not a question of obeying written directives, recipes. It's a question of developing that motivation, that inner motivation, which will make you find your way and act in a way which is positive, constructive, which brings you in harmony with yourself, in yourself, with your family, with your community, with your, with your enterprise, with your planet. I think this is the real recipe, is an understanding which is spontaneous, comes from deep within us. Allow that to come, and you will be a good person. You may be already there, but you will be a very good person, and you will be a very positive element in this crisis-ridden, but on the whole, very evolving and very coherent. Underneath it all, very coherent world. That is totally awesome. Dr. Laszlo, thank you for the good recipe for living and for spending time with me this morning on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Thursday morning, March 19. My guest will be Sandra Shaw Homer, a self-described naturalist. Sandra has lived in Costa Rica for 29 years where she has taught languages and worked as a translator. Sandra Shaw Homer will be joining us from Costa Rica, and we will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey, her connection with nature, how important it is to take care of our environment, and her recently released memoir, Evelio's Garden. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Dr. Laszlo, it has been a true pleasure, sir. Thank you again, and have a blessed day. Thank you, and the same to you. I enjoyed our meeting. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.